360 degrees. High high, 360 degrees. High high, 306, 306, 360 degrees. High high. Welcome to Full Circle, your cultural affairs radio magazine produced by members and graduates of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. This show is written, produced, and engineered by First Voice participants right here in Huchen, occupied Ohlone territory, aka the East Bay area. On tonight's show, First Voice alum and graduate extraordinaire Teresa Adams is in conversation with Bay Area legend Faye Carroll. You'll hear what inspires her, who inspires her, what she's been doing during the COVID lockdown, what her future plans are, and yes, we'll hear more about the Black Women's Blues Festival. That's her baby, and it's taking place this Sunday, August 22nd, at Provo Park in Berkeley. And we'll have music from some of the Black Women's Blues Fest featured performers. I'm Miss M, tonight's producer. So please keep it locked, stay tuned, and don't turn that dial. We'll be right back. Hello again. Teresa Adams and Faye Carroll first met in 2017 when Ms. Carroll graced full circle with an hour of live performance recorded here in the KPFA Performance Studio. They developed a bond, and that shows in their conversation tonight. Let's listen. She was born in Mississippi and moved to Pittsburgh, California with her family. Fortunately for us, she continues to make the Bay Area her home. For years, she has shared her musical gifts with her contemporaries, her students, and the fans who flock to her shows. She has been called an ambassador of black music because of her amazing jazz, blues, and of late, her incorporation of hip-hop into performances that showcase her love of song. Welcome, the dynamic Miss Faye Carroll. That is a beautiful introduction. <laughs> I feel real welcome. <laughs> oh, good. You are welcome. And we are so excited to have you here. How have you been? How have you been doing over the last well, year? Well, I think I've been kind of like everybody else, a little nuts. <laughs> coping with things and one day kind of running into the next and you'll want to keep it up with my schedule because I can't. Everything feels so ethereal. And, and also the fact that I was away from my babies, all my students and my live audiences, it was murder being away because I'm a touchy-feely kind of girl uh-huh. and not being able to touch or feel anybody. I think I should be grateful for Zooming as opposed to resentful of Zooming. <laughs> but I'm just not a big technological person either. Uh, so it's been a very big challenge. And at the same time, I am grateful. I have a whole lot of gratitude because I'm still here a year and a half later. We've lost so many beautiful souls on this earth. That's true. The coronavirus. So I feel so blessed to be, be able to be here, to still was able to stream and Zoom and do all those things. 
And now to be able to see people, I just did the Hillsburg Jazz Festival, and that was my first foray into a live crowd. And it was like Christmas and New Year's and all of the holidays rolled up in one. <laughs> just to be able to see people and feel the electricity coming back to me. Oh, that sounds amazing. So, that does sound amazing. Yeah. So it's been a challenge, but at the same time, I still feel blessed because I still have my 96-year-old mother. Oh, wonderful. That is so yeah. nice to hear. That is. Yeah. I think I'm probably like a lot of people, you know, on one side I feel like screaming and pulling my hair out, and on the next side I feel really, really grateful and a whole lot of gratitude. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And you, like you said, you hear so many stories and we learned so many things over the past year, things we didn't know, things we didn't want to know, yeah. <laughs> things we should know. <laughs> so yeah. it really does make a difference. How did it impact your professional life? Overnight, every performer in the world overnight was out of work. <laughs> when they said, shut it down, you really have to shut it down. I was in the midst of a four-week series with Buster Williams one week, Pete Escovito one week, Mr. Fab one week, and the great Bobby Rush was going to be our last week. And in the middle of that, we had to stop everything, and then everything just really stopped. So uh, every performer of every sort and every kind, we were out of work overnight. <laughs> the great white way of Broadway was out, shut down. Isn't that amazing? So, yeah. So it was just really, really amazing and really kind of unbelievable. Something you've never really experienced before and you didn't really think could happen. That they could just shut everything down and we all could stand in line forever and look at toilet paper. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I said, just like something I could not imagine. But I was in the throes of it with everybody else. So there I was trying to stay at home and stay away and social distancing and washing my hands and practicing a lot. I practiced a whole lot. I like to practice anyway, so it just gave me more time to do it. Well, you know, um, it's funny that you mentioned practice because one of the things that I think about when I, when I think of you is if you're not performing, you're rehearsing. Mm -hmm. If you're not yep. rehearsing, <laughs> you're teaching. That's and, right. And then when you're not teaching, you're promoting your next event. So that's my life. Those three things right there is my life. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. So I can just imagine what you've what you've created and arranged over this period of time. It's been something, I tell you. It's so great to be able to be free enough to let your creative juices flow. Mm -hmm. And having to be at home and everything, that's you know, that was one of the great things that you can let your creative energies flow. Even know why 
playing some kind of game Cause last night while we were in bed I'm all not the other man's name And I pretended to be mad Cause I didn't want him to see While we were making love I was fantasizing that the other was Lady Bianca singing Ooh, His Love is So Good. She's one of the featured performers for this weekend's Black Women's Blues Festival. This is Full Circle on KPFA 94.1 FM. Now let's rejoin the conversation. The last time we spoke, we were in the KPFA studios. It was 2017. Yes, you gave an amazing in-studio performance and you had Joe Warner with you. He accompanied you on the piano. I was listening to that last night. I said, oh my God, just so amazing. You are always dynamic. And I understand you're going to be dynamic someplace else pretty soon. Yeah, we're going to have the first ever Black Women's Blues Festival. Now, whose idea was this? This is amazing. I was looking at the lineup. This is amazing. That. That was mine and Joe's. 
and we're going to do the first ever. There's been a many a blues festival and a many a festival, but never a black woman's blues festival. I'm proud of that, and the, and the people that are on it, I just love so much. I have always loved Bianca and thought that the whole world should know about her because she is so incredible. And my daughter, Chitoka Mili, I think is one of the most talented people of her generation. And I have um, a student of mine whose name is Teresa Harris. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she is a natural-born blues artist. She just got that natural blues feeling. Then we're going to have some original poetry by a great poet, Avacha. Mm -hmm. I think she's one of our greatest poets. And also we're going to have a special presentation tribute that we're going to do for Shugapai, the Santo, and a proclamation from the city to her. And uh, she's been in ill health, so she won't be able to be there, but we're going to do a tribute to her because I think she's one of our greatest pioneer women that's just strong and she was doing it at a time when no help was there for you. You know, if I were to be a little old feisty person mm -hmm. like she is, yes. <laughs> yes. if I had to be there just storm through everything and went overseas and be the only woman on these tours. Uh -huh. And telling you know, people and she's an adult and she was, I think she said she was what? 15 or 16, somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. Uh, who, did, who has that kind of host <laughs> She did. <laughs> she did, and she still does. If you talk to her, she still got that fire. Uh, so I'm just so proud to be able to be among the people who love her and can let's exalt her. It sounds like it's going to be amazing. We're going to stream. We're going to live broadcast. And you can also come to the show. That is so awesome. And you know what? This is a testament to how things have evolved over the last 17 months. Now you can listen online. You can listen online while you're actually in the, <laughs> in, the in the in the audience. Or you can be at home in your pajamas. Exactly. I mean, it, there's so many Are options that we have now that make it mm -hmm. make it possible for us to hear you and these wonderful uh, women who are going to be performing with you. KPFA is going to broadcast it so you can be at the beach someplace and listening to the radio. Happy and safe. I'm so grateful to KPFA. I, they have been good to me for a long bunch of years. Mm -hmm. So I just have to really give an extra shout out to KPFA for being so beautiful. I just really appreciate it, and I just have to say special thanks, because not only for this, they have been there for me for many projects. I want everybody to always to support KPFA. Oh, that's fantastic. And I can say the only thing better than um, hearing it broadcast in the KPFA studios would be having you in the KPFA studios to perform there. Yeah, we're going to have to do that again after yes. COVID. Yes, yes, yes. That would be great. Give us a sneak peek the Black Women's Blues Festival. Well, one of the things I wanted to do in having this is have time for the bulk of the people with experience to have time to sink their teeth into something. Because a lot of times on festivals, there's bulks of people. There are a lot of people on the show. So you just get maybe 
10 minutes to go do a couple of tunes. But I wanted people to be able to do a set where you can get, like, an idea of who they are, what the span of their talent is, and how it's going to come to you and how it's going to leave from them. So, therefore, with the exception of Teresa, who is an amateur, who has done some gigging, but not a lot, so I would not expect her to go a whole set. So she will have a short set. Just want her to be introduced to the people. I want her to know what it feels like to be on the stage like that. And for us all to get to know her better. But by the time you get to Quito, she's going to have a whole set. So she can do whatever she wants in that set. If she's going to rap, if she's going to sing, if she's just going to play the piano, whatever. Same with Bianca, because Bianca writes really great songs, and she and her late husband wrote really great blues material. So the fact that she can span some of her material and we can really get an idea of who she is, what she does, and how she does it. And Avacha is going to do some poetry based on women in blues and music. And she has a poem about me. She has a poem about of Bianca, and then in general poem about people who's in this uh, game of music and blues in particular for this show. And we have a couple of other artists that we're going to highlight. We're going to do a little highlight on Beverly Stovall, a little highlight on Lady Margaret, and a little highlight on Martha Young, who were stalwarts of music around here in this Bay Area. Those women have passed on, and I don't want them forgotten. So that's what you're going to see. And everybody has their own segment to do their own thing, and it's going to be all black women in jail. (laughs) You're having a good time. The time flies. It's going to be pleasure. So people are going to be having a good time. You don't have to be relegated to not speaking. You can say amen. You can say Play on, my child. <laughs> and it's a freedom because we didn't have to be locked down. You can be in a live performance. You can put on your glad rag. Yes, people are definitely looking forward to these experiences. And combine that with some music, some amazing performances, and some music and a great venue. What can you do better at 2 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon? <laughs> Listen to... The dynamic Miss Faye Carroll <laughs> along and come on and party with us. Oh yeah, I burned that one a long time. <laughs> I was born Palaya. I say Palaya, but it should be umpalaya, which is a bitter, bitter melon or sour fruit in Filipino. So I have a mixed name, Pinoy, and so. My father is a Filipino born from Manila, and my mother was a soul sister <laughs> from Philadelphia. My dad couldn't hold a tune in the bucket. <laughs> but my mother was a very good pianist. That's who taught me how to sing. But the only thing about that is, it was all whitery songs, you know, until I started visiting my girlfriend's house. Then I start hearing the soul. Mmm, what is that? That maybe I can do it. I grew up in Fillmore. 
to me, it was a special neighborhood for me. Because, you know, they played all them blues and all Where I was living, it was fully mixed with everything. German, Chinese, Mexican, black, whatever. We just lived together, period, and learned to respect each other. That's that. My cousin is the famous Eddie James, you know. We just grew up together, and we sit on the back porch and sing and harmonize. I know, that's party time in the basement. Back in the day, you couldn't get in the living room with your family and everything, you know, so we go down in the basement, you know, and party. Yeah. A lot of fun. That's Edda. Yeah, we're doing a duet. I think music can bring you together. It can uplift you. just appreciate how far I've come, you know, and I want to go further. I told you to watch me. <laughs> Take care out there. And don't forget about me. Sugar Pie DeSanto, worldwide entertainer, international. <laughs> was the voice and a little riff from Sugar Pie DeSanto, whose musical contributions are being recognized this weekend. Now, let's hear what else is going on. What's the motivation that keeps you going? I know We know you love the music, but what else is it every well, day? Well, I think my everyday motivation is the music, because I think that half the time, black music is under assault. <laughs> and uh, I just want to be a good imbecile for it. And that's a 24-hour-a-day job because our lack of being exposed to the general population is still there. The fact that 
there are hardly any clubs at all left or any other venues left in the black community. We went from being segregated and that's all we had to now we hardly have anything. And our kids are so lacking in their culture. So for me, my bit to do is culture mm-hmm. and the preservation of the quality of the culture. Because I feel like uh, from Duke Ellington to Billie Holiday to Sarah Vaughan to Ella Fitzgerald to Louis Armstrong to James Brown to Rita Franklin to Nina Simone to Billy X. Stein to I could just go on and on. All these people were so, so great. And they left us so, so much. And they left not only us so much, they left the world so much. So I want us to be known in 2021 for something other than twerking. (laughs) I want our kids to know that there's something else other than twerking. I'm not against anything, so I, I hate to speak because people will think that I'm against something. I'm not. I just want to be more inclusive of who we are and what we bring. And the history is not just relegated to February once a year. I mean, we live it every day. And the fact that our music has been so influential across this world, this is the only really newly invented art form that comes from this country. It's what we invented because everything else was gratefully brought from other places and their other cultures. But we had to invent one, and we did. And it has been something that has sustained us for all these years, and I just worry about it because it's not promoted anymore. Only in certain certain small circles is it promoted. And I'm the one that's saying, black people, keep your music alive. Black people, Understand that it's the greatest thing that we could have ever brought to any culture is our art. And so for me, I love all forms of art across all diasporas of people because um, every culture generally brings something beautiful in the, in the way of their art and their art forms. And I just want our what I figure is our highest art form to be kept in that high esteem then, by us, then that's our let alone the rest of the world, but by us especially. And I do not want us to get so lost in capitalism that we forget that we're more than the top ten of the day. So do you think some of the artists nowadays, they're not so focused on where the music came from as they are on getting that beat that gets them to the top 10? Oh, there's no doubt about that. (laughs) There's no doubt about that. Look around. Ask yourself, how many hit records have a band made since the Commodores and Earth, Wind, and Fire? That kind of a pop band. Ask yourself that. Mm -hmm. So where are the instruments coming from? The only place I really see instruments being played is if I go to church which I love. I always have and I always will. But just on the everyday level, the garage band type thing, you just don't see it. And I wanted, like I watched the Grammys, Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of things, but I never heard a great voice 
I didn't hear a Patty LaBelle type voice. I didn't hear a Gladys Knight type voice. I didn't hear a Whitney Houston type voice. You know, well, we represented. If I see the NAACP awards, I only see the people who have made a lot of money from being on the top ten. I don't see them holding up Nancy Wilson. I don't see them holding up Duke Ellington. Do you think that some of that comes from the fact that they have cut the music programs from so many other schools these days? No, we were the one who passed our music on from one generation to the next. And I think the lack of, of that happening is why we started trying to have it in school, because we saw that there was no way that the kids was learning about it. Like when I was coming up, I would see B.B. King buses in front of, say, Ruthie Zian or the Continental Club or showcases, you know, and then you go and then you listen and then you ask questions and then you be a nuisance to people. <laughs> <laughs> they teach me this or tell me that. And if they see that you're serious and you have some kind of modicum of talent, they usually take time with you. They nobody tell us this is old people's music and don't listen to it. <laughs> They're like they do now. They'll tell you this is grown folks' music. Well, no, music is music. And anybody who likes it should be able to listen to it. Now, one of the things that you said was you loved Ray Charles and you mm -hmm. were talking about um, Abby Lincoln. Mm -hmm. as people who inspired you. So who who inspires you today? Who inspires you right now? You mean a today's artist or just in general? I'll, I'll say, I want to take both. Okay, let me think. I have to think hard about today. Uh, because everybody that used to inspire me in the old days, <laughs> I had one interviewer ask me one time, well, Miss Carl, do you like anybody alive? Did <laughs> <laughs> they put it that way? Well, at that time, Abby Lincoln was alive. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of my heroes and heroes were alive, but I do have a lot of historical people. But I like Mary J. Blige. I like, who else do I like? I still love Chaka Khan. Mm -hmm. And today's singer, because today they ain't showing me no lot of singers. Oh, Jasmine Sullivan. Okay. I think I think that she's tremendously talented, and she writes some pretty good songs. Okay. And and she sings very well. She's immensely talented. I still like Missy Elliott. <laughs> okay, now you threw me for a loop with that one, Missy. Uh, okay. Come. I don't know. I like everything. You People do. think I sing mostly blues and jazz, and some R&B I sing. But I actually loved hip-hop from the beginning. I ain't never been a person. I just don't like when you talk nasty. <laughs> if you talk nasty, then I can't hear you do it, because I want my grandmother to be able to listen to you. Right. I want my mother to be able to listen to you. I want my little nephew, if, if they're six or five or ten, to be able to listen to you. And if you got some things to say, that's kind of off the cuff like that, then I think we should have a hour for that. Like, we used to have the blue light time when Red Flop, Flop, oh, and all right. those people was doing their thing. They they, they did that thing, Dolomite. But they would have, like, after the kids go to bed. It's true. <laughs> you know, do adult things. Do adult things with adult people. So, I, but music, I like 
everything. There's nothing that you can name that I don't like. There's somebody talented within the field that's got something to say. And if you got something to say, then I got ears for you. That's just how it is. If it's country, if it's hip-hop, if it's Hungarian, it doesn't really matter to me. I like music, and I love talent. And there is talent in every genre of music that you can name. There is talent there. And when people have something really that they're driven with, Mm -hmm. then I usually got a pretty good ear to hear it, whatever it is. Yeah, I like Miss Elliot. I think she is so dope. She is talented. Talented, talented. She is. All of her rapid things was different. She never had a carbon copy of herself. Everything was... That's very true. I didn't even think about it that way, but that is very true. Her music is, you can say, is very original. Very much so. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, creative. Just totally creative, you know. There's a whole lot of people I like, and in the hip-hop world, I would never like anybody any more than I love Tupac, and that's with all of his foibles and everything. I think he was so brilliant. Well, I think, I don't think you're alone in that. He, he, brilliant is a perfect word for him. His music was amazing. Yes. I'm still loving Tina. If she would ever seem or come where I could see her, I would go see her. (laughs) I still love her. You know, I, I'm a, I, and for me, I love everybody that I used to love. I just add on. Okay. I don't, I don't take away. I add on. I'd like everybody I loved when I was in high school. Oh, <laughs> like okay. Chuck Berry and Little Richard and all those cats. I like Coco Taylor. Mm-hmm. I like John Lee Hooker. I like Otis Band. I like uh, Ruth Brown. I like Etta James. I like, oh, Lord, I like and love Nina Simone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could just, I, you know, it's just a whole lot of people that I love. Instrumentalists, I love Hank Crawford and, like I say, Ray Charles and Gene Ammon and uh, Ahmad Jamal and uh, Errol Garner and McCoy Tyner and Martha Young and my daughter Kito Gamble and Joe Warner. You know, it's just so much to like, and I like it all, and I feel like I have this wealth. You know, it's wealth. I'm just really uh, protective of my own culture's music Mm -hmm. because I feel like it's been exploited in a lot of ways that we don't think about because we're just used to it. (laughs) Della Reese. Uh It's just so many and so much and so wealthy. You know, Ella Fitzgerald. How are you going to put better than Ella? Well, that's true. You're right about that. Well, no, we have a dynamic Miss Faye Carroll who can hold her own. Let's say that. <laughs> Let's say that. For me, I just want to be included. If I can be included in the number of all of the wonderful people that Lena Horn, mm-hmm. just so many people, in, and you got your nowadays people, your Jasmine Sullivan and your Mary J's and all of that. You know. Yes. There's a lot of good and great people, and I think every generation will always give us great talent. How we use our talent, though, that's another thing. That's an absolute, definite, for sure. Roblesque to our Robles with love.
Our Robles is missing. It's way too quiet around here these days, and we miss him. This one-of-a-kind, poetic, daredevil, transplanted, culture-personified adobo con bebop with an awe-inspiring, playful, impish smile that always let the best in us know we were at home. Lifting up tradition any time it lost its balance and tried to fool. Trading the tallest of tales in the park, conjuring strength and ageless spirits older than time. Or locked in a musical trance, happy to be completely under the spell of a Bobby Enriquez tune at Bajan's. A Pinoy homeboy on a mission. The strength of his soul reborn with every poem, a lovable rascal. Defying description, Silencio. Where is he? Al, the Fillmore flipster, stalking creativity with a vengeance, finding pieces of creativity and truth everywhere and everything, the eternal essence of intelligent existence leading him on, dancing word circles all around him. There were times when none of it made any sense, but then it was funny and beautiful, ridiculous or ugly. More than once it was both inspiring and tragic, historic landmarks in the making, a blossoming, myth-building poems, tons of stories needing to be told, and they came pouring down like an unstoppable flood, like a furious waterfall, out of the mouths of angry, misused farm workers, and found themselves all tangled up in the irony of a meal of Filipino soul food with a side of mangos and collard greens for dessert. Silencio, if you were listening, you could see the tongue-in-cheek brilliance in the way he tasted every word as they rolled out of his mouth, in the way he digested the ambiance of poems being born and followed the rhythm of words as they came swaggering, dancing in the streets of North Beach and Cesar's Latin Palace, squashed inhibitions and found a good part of his heart in the trance of a hotter than hotter jam sessions at Jimbo's Bob City. Al, the Fillmore flipster, a clever, predictable trickster. The undisputed poet laureate of Manila Town who comfortably wrapped himself in a mixture of Smiley Winters, Cooling Tongue, Flip Nunez, and Cerevon. Silencio. The music, the music of the muse is in mourning. But there will never be enough tears to wash away the legacy of his vision. The spiritual pride and integrity of his poetry lives in the resurrection of the I Hotel, hides behind the hungry laughter of city slick hustlers, is buried beneath stolen visions and the exposure of soulless big-time urban magicians who sell fantasies to the disillusioned. His powerful word magic conjured the reclamation of otherwise unacknowledged young men, young men who left their all a world away, on the other side of a sea, a sea of broken dreams, but never forgot to take the time to heal, rejoice, and laughed as they partied, gambled, danced the cha-cha-cha, and romanced nights, and sawbacks away at the California Hotel held up the economy on Columbus and the clubs on Broadway and almost wore out the pavement up and down Kearney and Grant, then came back to the same old farms, picking fruit the very next day. Shh. Silencio.
No. There is no sadness strong enough to erase the hipness of his vision. Al Robles, our Fillmore flipster, our eternal trickster, magnificent Manon, it will never be over, and we will not be silent. That was KPFA's own bebop, Kubop, and the musical truth, host and producer Avacha, who's a spoken word artist and musician. This is KPFA 94.1 FM, this is Full Circle, and the conversation between First Voice graduate Teresa Adams and Bay Area legend Faye Carroll concludes with a look at future ventures. So now what else should we know about what Ms. Faye Carroll is doing now and what her plans are for the future? Well, we have another project that is going to be coming up. Joe has four of the best drummers left on this planet. Bernard Purdy, who's recorded with everybody from Aretha Franklin to Nina Simone to every musician you could name, he's going to be one of them. Dennis Chambers is one of them. So anyway, it's four really world-class drummers that he's bringing to the jazz school in September. And with two of those performances, I'm going to be the guest. I want people to be attuned to my Facebook page and my website. I know that your website is faycarol.com, F-A-Y-E-C-A-R-O-L.com, so people can get that information there. So that's what we're working on, tooth and nail real hard right now to get that all wrapped up because Bernard Pardee is also going to have a master class. Okay. That he's going to do for the young and up and coming drummers and also the veterans who want to get a little tune up. And I do want to ask this question. What advice would you give to Faye Carroll 20 years ago? And then what advice would you give to an up and coming musician now? Well, what advice that I did give to myself 20 years ago that really helped me? And then I would say the same thing to anybody today is learn your history. Learn your history and you will be inspired because it inspired me so much. I could see myself in that. And I would say, learn something about the business. And that goes for then and it goes for now. Yeah, that's the other thing I would say to a younger person coming now. And you have to really love it. You just can't want to get from it. You have to really love it and give to it. Mm-hmm. I know you've been working on a lot of things. So, will we hear any new music from you? Or what did you what did you say one time? You said it's not necessarily new. You reimagine it or repurpose it in some way. Sometimes. Oh yeah, I do. I love arranging. Uh-huh. I love arranging music, and I never know when I'm sleeping what's going to come to me to do to somebody's song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I always try to keep the heart of their song there so I'm not really messing it up uh-huh. but I always have my take on things and yeah we're always working on some new stuff what will you be teaching? oh yes I love to teach I just did some classes actually I just don't do them as much as I was doing them because of COVID and uh, the time that I'm doing other things is taking up my time so mm-hmm, much. Mm-hmm. But I always will be teaching because 
first of all, I love people in general, and I love for people to be able to do something they've always wanted to do, or some students learning about music and who's going to go off to Juilliard or someplace, and they come by me first, because you got to hold on to yourself. I don't care where you go. you got to know you have a self. And you're just going to enrich yourself. And then I've had people come who've always wanted to sing but have a fear of it. And I'm saying, yep, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. And it's always so gratifying to see that light bulb coming on in their face when they find out, yep, I can do this. I really can do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the criteria is that you just got to love it. You gotta be willing to try things, and if you're gonna keep up, if you're gonna have a commitment to do it, then we're gonna have a lot of fun. The criteria is you gotta love each other, you gotta be supportive of each other. We're not coming to be competitive with each other. We're coming to be our better selves and do something that you've always wanted to do. Just come sing. And most people love it too, and we all think we have talent, especially in the shower we all believe that <laughs> we all believe we are amazing you gotta know just kind of how to direct it a little bit yes yes, yes. <laughs> but you all can you all can because because art is for your own enjoyment first and then it kind of goes out to other people that's true that's true so now so are you recording now or will you be soon recording i've been i've been bugging the hell out of jail to record but we've been doing so many things i had actually had the time to sit down and go into a studio and do it but we have that in mind to do okay Okay. Just in one project after another project, we just got to doing a video project that we have. A retrospective of COVID through poetry, comedy, and song. Oh, wow. And we just recorded it, and we're going to let you know where it can be seen and all of that. What is your hope for the future of music and for Faye Carol, the dynamic Miss Faye Carol? Well, I think it's kind of synonymous with mm-hmm. me and the music. I would like to just, first of all, continue. Do not be invisible because racism makes you invisible. And to be accepted worldwide. That's what I want, and that's what I want the music to continue to be. And I would want my people to be the ones that hold me up and hold the music up. And if you hold it up, that means you are holding me up because I eat and sleep it. <laughs> That's who I am. <laughs> it's who you are. It's who, it is the gift that you have given us for many years. It is the joy that you see in our faces from the stage and in our everyday lives when we, when we ha- have the pleasure of being in your company. And it is such a gift to hear you sing, to talk with you now, and I am just very grateful. And I'm oh, I am. so honored to have had this opportunity to speak with you.
You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me down in the very dirt, but still like dust I rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Cause I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room. Like moons, like suns, with the certainty of tides, just like hopes springing high. Still I rise, I rise, I rise, oh still I rise, I rise, I rise, oh still I rise. Hmm. 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 Did you want to see me broken? Bowed head and lowered eyes Shoulders falling down like teardrops Weakened by my soulful cries Does my heartedness offend you? Don't you take it awful hard Cause I laugh like I've got gold mines Digging in my own backyard so you may shoot me with your words And you may cut me with your eyes You may kill me with your hatefulness But still I rise, I rise, I rise Oh, still I rise, I rise, I rise Oh, still I Does my sexiness upset you? Does it come as a surprise that I dance like I 
I've got diamonds at the meeting of my fives. All out of the huts of a history shame, up from the past that's rooted in pain. I'll rise, I'll rise, oh, still I'll rise, I'll rise, I'll rise, oh, still I'll rise. Leaping and wide, willing and swelling about a tide. Oh, leaving behind nights of terror and fear into a daybreak that's wondrously clear. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave. I am the hope and the dream of slaves. I rise, I rise, oh, still I version of And Still I Rise was performed by the dynamic Miss Faye Carroll when she performed for Full Circle in 2017. You can hear more from her on Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. when KPFA broadcasts the Black Women's Blues Festival. For more information and to get tickets to enjoy the event in person, go to faycarroll.com. That info will be posted on the kpfaapprentice.org webpage. Also, as a reminder, the venue has changed. The live event is taking place at Provo Park, 2151 MLK Junior Way in downtown Berkeley, 2 p.m. That does bring us to the end of tonight's show. Thank you, Teresa Adams. Thank you, Miss Faye Carroll. And thanks to all of our First Voice participants and contributors, including Group 46. We are currently accepting applications for First Voice Group 47. Yes, if you're a community-minded person, you too can learn how to engineer, host, and produce radio. This is a tuition-free program. Go to kpfaapprentice.org for an application or more information, or call 510-848-6767, extension 235. I'm the executive producer, Ms. M. 
Our incomparable technical director is Frank Sterling. Joy Moore is our production consultant. And Sharon Peterson is our technical support guru. La Onda Bahita is next. Stay tuned.